You're listening to the Kennel Confidential Podcast brought to you by the United Tree and Feist Association. I'm your host, Davin Ramage. I'm your co-host, Chad Wagner. Let's get into the episode. We are back again on the Kennel Confidential Podcast. It's been a busy past couple weeks, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm still kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> Went from... Uh, had a hunt. Was it a club hunt end of December, like the 30th or 31st or something? That was a club hunt, yeah, I think. Yeah, 30th, 31st, we had a club hunt. Christmas before uh, that, then New Year's, then tree and fight days. <laughs> yeah, and in between the club hunt and tree and fight days, of course, that's a week worth of cleaning, preparation, running around in circles. It's It's interesting trying to get one of those hunts put together. And tune a dog up at the same time. Well, that didn't happen much. <laughs> well, I was in the woods doing something. I don't think I was tuning either. Did a lot of walking, a <laughs> whole lot of walking. Squirrels have, have laid up and gone to their nest around here, at least for my dog. Well, uh, so coming off of Tree and Fuss Days, that is going to be the topic of this episode. That is a um, UTFA event, United Tree and Fuss being the sponsor of the podcast. We felt like we'd hit on that. So, Chad, since you you are the, the founding member, you were there at the beginning, tell us a little bit, what is Tree and Feist Days? United Tree and Feist Association is a chartered association through UKC. And each year, each chartered association get, can, can get their own breed days. Um, Tree and Feist Days is, is basically that. It's our one hunt a year to really showcase the tree and feist. What format of a hunt is it? Well, it's kindly uh, our own. <laughs> um, so in UKC, pretty much it's all about cast wins. We don't do elimination style hunts uh, for tree and feist days. We do a cast win format. So basically for tree and feist days, we take three cast wins into the hunt. It's Saturday morning, Saturday evening, and Sunday morning. Uh, so basically if you roll into Sunday morning with three cast wins, you're, you're sitting on top. If there's multiple people with cast wins, we then go back to, uh, most accumulated score through the three rounds. You know, a, win a winner could be three cast wins, 600 plus 200 circle. Second place could be two cast wins, a thousand plus 400 circles. So it, it basically goes by, you know, cast win first and then most accumulated score over the three the three rounds. And this is the only hunt, uh, at least of the UTFA host, that is a three-cast, three-day hunt, right? Yeah, the, you know, we, we host Kentucky Classic. Um, we hosted uh, United Feist Days this year, and most of those are two rounds. And uh, we first set up tree and feist days was like well let's have that third round just to, as an an outlier you know we can kind of uh break the ties with and, and so that's why we started doing three three events uh, another reason why we do it that way is in ukc if it's not the world hunt if if you do a full elimination hunt you only get credit for cast wins on that first cast that you win uh, every cast after that you don't get credited with a cast win. So 
you know, like this year we had nine states represented. So people, you know, traveled pretty good distance, you know, 16 hours, 10 hours, you know, that way they can come up, spend the weekend, you know, basically uh, have a chance of getting accredited with, you know, forecast wins if they, if they win all forecasts, because we have a four boy hunt on Sunday afternoon. And that way people that did drive a long way, they want to get out of there, you know, lunchtime on on sunday you know they have that option so what we do that just to kind of help people out driving so far and and not driving just to maybe get one cast win so do you have to own a tree and feist to hunt in the feist days competition no we opened it up to to mountain feist as well i, I guess we kindly went back and, and looked at what the ukc hound associations were doing you know, most of those guys, if, you know, Walker Days, you know, a blue tick or an English can go win Walker Days and uh, Walker can win Red Bone Days and stuff like that. So we did open it up to, to the Mountain Feist, too. We didn't want to exclude those guys from hunting. The only thing is you have to be a member of United Tree and Feist Association uh, to, win, to win the bigger awards. You know, the if a Mountain Feist was to win our hunt and you know, we would say, you know, the overall winner is the Mountain Feist, even if they weren't uh, a member. But then we would give out our placements and and our awards. Uh, we feel like that that's one hunt a year we can and do give back to our members. Yeah, and so Tree and Feist Days is the, I mean, you'd say the flagship hunt of the United Tree and Feist Association. How long has the UTFA been hosting Tree and Feist Days? uh this year was the fifth annual so that was same time utfa started that was the hey we're here come on and compete yeah as soon as we got started we uh what we tried to put together this hunt just uh here we are you know right. <laughs> this is what we're doing <laughs> no type of thing. sure where has it been held i know at least two different locations i assume just because the UTF UTFA headquarters have kind of shifted across Kentucky. So, in the five years, how many locations have you been held at? Oh, it's it's been the same location every year. Uh, it's okay. been at Twin Lakes Coon Club, uh, Hardin, Kentucky, every year. You know, even before I moved down here, uh, we held it down here. We think that you know, right here in this area, West Kentucky is is pretty central to everybody. You know, you got New York driving, you know, sixteen hours. He's probably one of the biggest outliers that we have and you know if you go north carolina michigan missouri illinois texas yeah mississippi it's kind of centralized for all those guys to to come down and on the topic of turnout how has how how has the utfa seen this you know flagship hunt grow over the past five years from from the turnout of dogs and states represented on in 2019 at the first one to now well considering the first one we had uh i believe a tornado took the spark of the roof off walmart and the next town over uh torrential rains horrible weather you know we didn't have many dogs that year you know it was kind of a, a meek existence then last year it was building up you know we give out a little over a thousand dollars worth of prizes last year uh with 17 dogs and this year we were up to 24 dogs and, and I think we was right at about $2,000 in prizes that we give away. So 
it, it's definitely growing. It, it's it's definitely growing. People are buying into to the association, and 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 it shows. You know, uh, our members are what makes us. Like I said, we we just try to give back to them at this hunt. It's kind of an appreciation dinner on on Friday night for the people that get there on Friday. It's you know it's a free dinner that they come in and eat, and and we have an auction and raffles and joke and it's just a big time it really is it, it's always a friendly atmosphere around a ukc hunt what we shoot and strive to have a family environment yeah we want people to compete just as hard as they can when they go out and then come in and, and sit down and and joke and, and laugh the rest of the time you know we had eight cast on saturday morning eight cast on sunday morning or i'm sorry saturday evening and you couldn't tell unless you looked at the scorecards. You couldn't tell who won and who lost, and and I think that's the way it it, it should be, you know. Yeah, and and even in spite of the squirrel hunting conditions that I've been experiencing here locally around the LBL property, you know, just kind of buzzing through the scorecard here to refresh myself. Uh, Saturday was a good day. I think everybody scored squirrels. Sunday was a little rough, but had good had good movement, had good good conditions, really considering the way it's been you and i were talking about that kind of leading up to the hunt afraid that there wouldn't be many squirrels scored you know the winner of the hunt the guy jamie mccarson guy we're getting ready to bring into the show you know he he went into sunday with 1100 plus points you know that's that's pretty good squirrel movement uh sunday was a little slow for him but he still wound up with 1300 plus points so that's um you know a lot of trees made and a lot of fun had and you know, I look down the list of this of these dogs, and I think anybody in the in any squirrel hunting series pleasure hunts their squirrel dogs. But there's some series that are that are heavily competition driven, and nothing against them. I'm a competitor myself, and 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 I'll compete with you in Mario Kart on the Nintendo. You know, <laughs> so nothing against competition driven people. But when I look down the list of the dogs here, you know, I see a lot of pleasure dogs. And it's it's not necessarily names or dogs or people you associate with just heavy competition squirrel hunting. You know, this is just a, when you look at the list of dogs and the list of handlers, it's it's just a list of squirrel hunters is what it is. If you look at that list, I mean, a lot of these people I didn't know five years ago. Uh, one that stands out in my mind is is Rob Bay. Uh, now Rob Bay, his first competition hunt was the world hunt last year it was close to him he jumped in and went to the world hunt i got drawn out with him on the first round we had a dead cast me him and aiden mitchell and and just had a great time and and he's been at all of our big hunts since you know casey Sliman, he brought two dogs and brought a brand new guy to to the competition he had a great hunt i, I got to draw out with him sunday night he beat me you know we sat there we're sitting there talking out there at the truck. Me, him, and Rob Bay was out there talking. I'm, I look at my watch. I'm like, guys, we got to go. <laughs> you got this cast one. We got to get the scorecard back to the clubhouse. <laughs> but just sitting there talking, we, you know, just had a great time. And that was that was one on my list that I really wanted to go watch. Um, was Casey Merlin didn't get a chance to, but uh, I don't know if I wanted to watch Merlin or watch Casey pack his kids through the woods. You know, if if they hadn't listened to Casey's episode, <laughs> I definitely recommend going back and listening to Casey's episode. A uh, great guy. I met him in person for the first time this past weekend, but but good guy, fun to be around, good competitor, good at the clubhouse, good dog. We had a poster board. We put all the scores, you know, on 
for every dog that's that was there. If you took Jamie out of there, because he just had a phenomenal weekend, <laughs> I can't take nothing away from him. But you look at all the other scores; they're 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 fairly close. You know, it's it was uh, it was anybody's game, and, and that's what I like about our format is you can go out and have one bad outing, and you're still not out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it you could have sometimes you'd have two bad outings and not out of it. Uh, we went down to we, we do about the same format and at our classics when we had a Georgia classic and Jamie was, went with us and he had a dead cast that morning. And I mean, it was just horrible and had one guy that had a pretty good cast that morning. You know, he's like, well, I'm out of it. And he went back that afternoon and everybody else done bad and he done real good and ended up winning the whole hunt. So that's what I like about this format instead of elimination, just because you didn't do too hot or, or, or your dog didn't look too good that for that one round, you're not out of it. You know, you can, you can be last place dog today and, and win the whole hunt in the morning. Yeah. Conditions can definitely change with squirrels in about four hours or less. <laughs> well, without further ado, uh, we're going to get Jamie pulled into the show. Jamie's a guy that I've been around. Uh, you've been around him longer and more than I have. Uh, but, but anytime Jamie's around, you know, he's cutting up, he's good at the clubhouse. Uh, he's a good handler. He, he really is a, he's a good competitor, good handler to be in the woods with. I, I got to watch him Sunday for the first time. Uh, Sage is another dog on my list that I'd been wanting to watch go. And I was not disappointed even in bad condition. Sunday was the worst day hunted. Um, I think she was 200 plus, but, but she was a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, Jamie, his experience in handling showed, you know, he's a good handler, good competitor, friendly on the cast, friendly when he gets back, you know, and he drove, I forgot what he told us, uh, two hours ish, I think. So he's not one that's traveling near as far as Ed from Michigan or Joni from Texas or the plants from New York. Um, but you know, with Jamie's work schedule and got young kids at home and that sort of thing, um, he still did put in the time and stayed all weekend and it was worth his while. Uh, so without further ado, I say we get Jamie pulled in here and talk to him a little bit about his, his dog and his experience on at the uh, tree and five stays competition. Sounds great. Hello. Hey Jamie, it's Devin. What's up? What's going on, bud? Jamie, I don't even know what part of Tennessee you're from. I just know it's Tennessee. <laughs> Well, I tell everybody I'm from Waverly, Tennessee. I'm actually from McEwen, but Waverly's a little bit bigger, so I always say I'm from Waverly, Tennessee. Well, Jamie, we got you on here uh, to talk about your sage dog and smoking sage, I guess is her official name, McCarson Smoking Sage. Just kind of some of her accomplishments. She's been a hot little dog over the past few years. But before we jump into that too much, we do like to kind of get a, a feel for who we're talking to and, and where you're coming from. Of course, we know you're from McEwen now. Yes, sir. When did you, how long ago did you get Sage? Kind of give us a, a background there, how old she is. Did you get her as a pup, that sort of thing? I got Sage from a, a guy named Casey Sliman. I picked her up when she was six weeks old. He had a litter of pups. He's actually from McEwen, Tennessee as well. He's probably 20 minutes from me. I had a, a dog named uh, Matt Carson's Timberjack, and uh, he was probably around six years old, something like that. And I thought, well, I need to cross him to something, you know, and keep some pups out of him. You know, I made a few crosses with him, but uh, make a long story short, I called Casey up. He had a litter of pups. He uh, he had a female that was at a Drake's Creek Dester, and uh, he bred her to his Rocky dog. And uh, he probably had, I don't know, he probably had 
six, seven pups out of it. And uh, I went up there and picked one of them out. Started hunting her and uh, a jack dog, he got killed. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, man, it, it hurt me pretty bad. If she wasn't a started dog, I don't know how quick I'd have got back in it. But anyway, I'm glad she was and I'm glad I kept on it. And uh, I've really enjoyed the little dog. So got her at six week old from Casey. Um, who was the female you said she was out of? She's out of uh, Rocky. The female is, uh, her name is uh, Biddy, which is a female out of Dexter. Okay. Yeah, and Biddy was at the hunt this past weekend, too. Yes, yes, sir, she was. Actually, I drew her in the first round. Uh, he had uh, Matt Lineberry. First hunt he's ever been to, Casey brought him his little female. It's, uh, actually, he's hunting a female that's uh, a litter mate to Sage. Well, she was, she just come off a litter of pups, and uh, he didn't hunt her, so he he brought her mama to get her registered and hunt her. Well, so how old is Sage now? I know I asked you the hunt. I think you told me she was three. She's three. Yes, sir. So, Jamie, before before we get back into uh, tree and face days this year, Davin was talking about some of the other accomplishments. She's UKC Grand Squirrel Champion, 2021 Kentucky Classic fourth place, 22 Feist Days third place, 23 Feist Days first place, she won our Georgia Classic when we had it a couple of years ago. UKC World Hunt fourth place. Yes, sir. And then, of course, today, you know, today we're talking about the 2024 Vice Days first place. And you hit on a little bit. Uh, so you drew Sage's mama in the first round. Yes, sir. Who else did you draw and, and how did that cast kindly go? It went good. Um, you know, he told me that, you know, that her mom, she, you know, she's been bred a few times and been in the pen for, you know, about a year or so, and he just started hunting her. So she was she was a little slow on the start, but I'll be honest with you, a little bit over halfway through the hunt, she started competing against Sage pretty good. Was that a two-dog cast? It was, okay. yeah. You know, and, and Matt, he didn't know a lot about the rules, so I was kind of teaching him as we go, you know. The more you know the rules in competition, I mean, you can treat your dog right away or you can make that dog hold almost to two minutes before you treat yours. You know, there's a there's a lot of strategies you can use that can help you and hurt you in a hunt. But uh, we had a, we had a good hunt. The evening cast, I drew uh, Casey Swyman with uh, Merle, which is Sage's littermate. Well, not littermate. I'm sorry. It's her half-brother. And I uh, drew Joseph Garner. Great guy. Uh, we went on a cast. Dogs hunted great. You know, Merle and Sage, I don't know if they, I think they really, really competed against each other that day. Merle had about the same amount of trees as I did, and we, he just wasn't as lucky as Sage. Sage had the squirrel, and he was out of her search area most of the time, and we couldn't find nothing. Yeah, that first day, they, they moved a whole lot better than they did the second. Uh, it, they did, that's for sure. What was your I scores on? it depends on? on where you was at. <laughs> well, I, I went to the park at LBL. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what was your scores on that first cast with Biddy? Um, I can't. I think I had four fifty plus, and you know, three hundred circle or something like that. I don't so, remember what Biddy had. So then, with uh, Merle, do you remember how that one worked out score wise? Yeah. Um, I want to say I had six seventy five, maybe, or six fifty, or something like that. I had a. Uh, she had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight first trees, and she had one second tree. I'll help you out there a little bit, Jamie. 
first round sage had 450 plus and then the second round sage had 650 plus so cast winner on both on both first rounds though yep so you you went out with me on the on the sunday morning round right so i'm but but prior to sunday you were probably breathing a little bit of relief i guess right you never know, man. You know, that's, that's why, that's why, you know, you just, you, you never know how a hunt's going to go. Yeah. You know, you could go out and have a dead cast, you know, and dogs could, you know, make several trees and, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, yes, I was, I was looking good, of course, but, you know, if you didn't, if Anna wanted to come in and went won her cast and I lost mine, then she would have had it. So true. That's true. Yeah. So then going into Sunday, that was, that was kind of a change in conditions that day too. Yeah, it was. I think it was cooling off all day there. It got to sleeping on us a little bit. The dogs didn't make near the trees, you know. I think Sage had two hundred plus two hundred circle that morning cast. Uh, Drew, Ed Rogers, and uh, Aiden Mitchell. Ed's little dog hunted good, hunted out. You know, stayed gone a long time. We just, I don't think the squirrels were moving there as good. Yeah, I agree. But I, you know, when you cut first cut Sage, when that cast took off, you know, she flew in there real quick and and got treed fast yep. and hammered and and stayed treed. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was impressed with her. That's the first time I ever got to see Sage go. Um, and even in poor conditions, I was. I mean, I was impressed with her. I think she's a nice little dog. And she's uh, I, I, she's she surprises me as as small as she is and stuff. She's got a she's got a pretty good mouth on her. She's. If it's a good tree, she's going to stick it good, and I've not really seen her ever pull to another dog or any kind of pressure, you know, especially on a good tree. Fast, too. Pretty fast in the woods. Yeah. But she hammered that first one real quick, and I kind of thought, all right, you know, we're going to have a shootout here. It's a pretty good cast, really, between the three dogs, and I thought we was going to have a shootout. But then we learned real quick that they just wasn't moving that good. <laughs> right, right. And Jamie used the only one to have three cast wins on the weekend. And uh, not only did you win, you was high scoring dog on all three rounds. Yeah, luck, luck, luck went my way this weekend. I was, uh, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Enjoyed the fellowship. Good food. You know, it's just we had a good weekend. I'm over trying to hand you all the plaques, and you needed about four arms to pack them all. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was ever gonna get done handing you stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I had that. came in and cleaned up on us this weekend. Right, right. I enjoyed it, man. It was a uh, uh, I don't I don't know if anybody's come in and been the high score dog all three rounds, but it was uh I was just in a good spot. You know, squirrels were moving in there and I'll be honest with you, we was heading down LBL. Matt Lineberry, he was he was riding with me and I ain't been to this place, man, in two years. I think when we went in there, I went in there with uh James Byram and uh Wendell Pooley and uh Mike Perry, you know, we went hunting on the LBL. First time I ever been meat hunting and that's where we hunted at and I just thought, heck, I'm going to go try it down here. Well, we, we go down to LBL, and we're driving. It's a decent drive. We're going into the Tennessee side, and probably, I don't know, a couple hundred yards before I pull into where I'm going to park, we see four squirrels run across the road. I said, man, this right here looks good. There's a lot of squirrels in here, so we pull in, and that's where I took every cast after that morning cast. I wish I could have got on your cast. <laughs> Just to be in the squirrels. <laughs> I don't know. Sage was hot. I don't know if I'd wish for that or not. She was a hot dog this weekend. She she, she looked good. She looked good this weekend. I was proud of her. I tell you what, man, uh, you know, the her daddy, Rocky, he's probably, for his size, pound for pound, has probably got as big as mouth on him as any five-year run across. 
Well, when I first got her and I took her to the woods and trying to coach her, you know, to hunt and heck, she got to where she wanted to bark up every tree in the woods. And I thought, dad gum, I wish I'd have never got one from him. <laughs> you know, so I scratched my head on that because she wanted to bark up everything at first. But being, uh, you know, coming from him, I thought, well, if I got a pup from him, more than likely they're going to bark. You know, some fast, it's hard to get them to bark tree or, you know, get them started barking. But I didn't have that issue with her. No, I bet Casey'd probably take her back from me though if you just really wanted to let her go. Yeah, yeah, but I, <laughs> it'd be hard for me to let it go over. I guess you started her yourself too, right? You said you got her at six weeks old. Yes. I mean, you, she stayed at your mm-hmm. house and learned. She didn't go anywhere else to get started. Right. So if you could dis- uh, describe her style in a nutshell, you know, her typical hunt style, because you do quite a bit of comp hunting and traveling with her. So if you described her style, what would it look like? Well, I, I'll have to. I'll have to back up on it a little bit i had her for a little bit and uh, a buddy of mine uh jared Lindsay. he's i ain't seen him much in competition right now but he used to hunt a lot he's got a dog named rock he's like well if you'll bring her up here i'll run her you know since you're working so much well i wind up driving up there and i dropped her off well that weekend i had to go get her you know i missed her and that was i wanted to go hunting well i get up there and i could tell a big difference in her just from you know her getting run you know, morning and evening with him right. that week while I didn't get to run her, you know. She got a week in the woods there that I couldn't give her. She, he gave her a, a week's worth what I give her a month, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a young dog at that age, as much as you can put him in the woods, the better. So she didn't go back after that then? You kept her and no, just kept getting no, her in the woods I, and get her yeah, going? Yeah, I kept her. I didn't. I never carried her back up there. Well, she's done a heck of a job. Uh, I know last year, 2023, feist days there was uh 17 dogs was that the biggest one to that date chad yes yes it's kind of grown every year but yeah that was our biggest one so far yeah so this year there was um 22 one day and 24 the next day wasn't there or 24 that afternoon and you know yeah there ended up being 24 in the whole hunt yeah i yeah, tell you what looking, I... looking at that scorecard i mean sage was a dog to beat she was she was on fire this weekend I went up to uh, the National Current Fast Breeders Association. Actually, Chad, you was up there at that hunt. I think I drew you in the semis, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, second round. It was hot, midday. It was it was horrible. It was, and I think she wasn't, but I don't know. She probably wasn't a year and a half then. That was back in, what, 21? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I wind up going out with you in the finals of that hunt. Yeah, the finals was uh, me and Merle and... Oh, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, had the birdie dog. Uh-huh. I, I know who you're talking about, and I can't get Josh his name Perk. either. Josh That's Perk. it. That's it. Yep. Well, I tell you what, you know, you get you get up in that caliber of dogs, and you just you never know who's going to win. Well, I mean, look at this past weekend. I mean, there's a bunch of good dogs there. It's a pile of them. A pile uh, of good dogs. A lot of your top seven dogs of the dog of the year runoff are there already, you know. So, I mean, there was a lot of. A lot of good dogs there and uh, i know you don't get a lot of chance to hunt and with work and and family and everything but if you got time to hunt of course sage would be at the top of that top seven list i'm sure oh i would i would say she would i you know my my youngest boy is autistic and uh, i don't i don't get to go like i'd like to and uh it's a lot on my wife you know for me to be gone all weekend to a hunt if you're lucky enough to win your cast and go to the next round and go to the finals, you're you're there all weekend. Yeah, I live a lot closer to you. They're a lot closer than you to the uh, Twin Lakes Coon Club. 
I was driving 30 minutes back and forth, and I was beat by Sunday. <laughs> and I didn't even have a dog what, in the man. hunt. So I know you were beat. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. When we got in Saturday night after running with Merle, I, I couldn't talk to him long. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm going to lay down. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Well, I feel like chasing we, the dog running them hills and hollers, man. It uh, it it'll get you tired. Oh, LBL will will absolutely eat your breakfast for you. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've jumped through, um, you know, a pretty lengthy list of accomplishments here for a three year old dog. An impressive list of accomplishments. She's been. Uh, I've been lucky. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I've been lucky. You know, it's it's my dad. He's he's got a little dog, and I've tried to get him to go to some competitions and there's and i try to tell him you know because he ain't been you know you can there's so much can happen in competition you know and and if a guy that hunts competition he knows what i'm talking about but a guy that's never been you know there's there's so much that can happen you know it ain't just like pleasure hunting with your dog alone in the woods you know it's there's so many things can happen you can call your dog too quick they can see another squirrel over here on the on the hillside you know and chase after it and get a minus there's just uh a lot of it's luck, man, you know, you know, having yeah, a good it, spot, going to a good spot and it helps to catch a break and a have lot a of luck. Mm-hmm. It does. Yep. Well, yeah, luck goes along. You know, if me and you were out hunting and a competition hunting, we cut our dogs loose and they run out through there and your dog goes left and mine goes right. And the squirrel just happens to be to the right. Yep. I mean, it, it, it can be just luck like that. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I, I've, and this, this ain't even going to talk about any of my dogs, uh, you know, Sage was young, and I didn't I didn't think she was nowhere near ready to hunt a world hunt. And uh, my jack dog, he had passed. A buddy of mine, he, I hunted the dog of his, Tesco. And we cut the dogs, dogs loose over in a, a lower hill. We cut them loose, and he went right. The other dogs went left and got treed behind uh, pretty much a guy's house. And uh, they're like, I don't know if we can go over. I'm like, well, if he trees, we're going over. I got to go get him anyway. We might as well go score the tree. You know, he don't. He didn't know it's that dude's backyard. But anyway, we get over there, and he's got a squirrel, and that's the only squirrel that we treat on the whole cast. You know, it would have been a dead cast. <laughs> and wasn't even sure if you wanted uh, to go. <laughs> right. You know, it's just you know, it's just something like that. Like Chad was saying, you can you can hunt this whole area, you know, and they might be just that one little squirrel on the outside, you know, in that hour and a half or two hour cast, you know. Luck plays a big part in it, no doubt about it. Well, you think you're going to make the uh, world hunt in March, end of March? You going to have Sage up there? Oh, um, if everything goes as planned, I'm, I ain't going to miss a world hunt thing. Keep from it. I didn't figure so. When I was going back, kind of digging up all my, my Sage history, I noticed that there was quite a few Sage pictures taken over the years and up at the uh, UKC world hunt. Yeah, she was uh, the highest scoring female at the world last year. And was she in uh, Dog of the Year runoff last year as well? Um, I, thought I, I saw, think so. Yeah, I thought I saw one in there somewhere. I never saw how I never saw the placements, but I thought I saw her in there. In the I runoff. think so. Well, I, I I believe I drew. I think I drew Chad, and who was it? Chad Donald Barnes, maybe. That was uh that that round was uh Sage and Sophie and Bo. Was that first round? Sophie being gotcha. Dennis Woods, Sophie. Yeah, and tell that you what uh. That was a pretty rough cast because it was rain. I mean, we had rain the whole time there. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't worth a crowd. You know, I judged the uh, the finals in the next round. I think it was uh, Johnny Jude's Twinkie and Bo and Vance's Robber. Right out of the gate, Bo was 300 plus, you know. 
it's hard to catch a dog when he's 300 ahead of you, you know, right out of the gate. Especially yeah, with the weather. Minutes and then it just started pouring. We got grounded. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the weather coming in like that and you're already there, it's just, it's it's hard to it's hard to climb a ladder like that when you're that far ahead. They say every every dog has his day, and it just happened to be mine this weekend and yours that weekend, and well, who I knows who's it's going to see at at the world. I wouldn't sell Sage too short. I saw her go. I was impressed with her. <laughs> Thank you. Other than the world hunt coming up, um, you know, you and I talked a little bit about breeding. I know you've kind of tossed around the idea trying to figure out when you wanted to and who you wanted to cross with and that sort of thing. Um, so what's the, the future of McCarson Kennels look like? Man, I don't know. You know, I've there are several dogs that I've looked at, and one of those dogs is going to make the best cross, and you don't know which one that is. You've got Bo, he's he's a Hall of Fame dog. You got Robert, he's a Hall of Fame dog. You got you got Merle, that would be a half brother, half sister cross. You know, he's always in the running. You got Pig, he's a three time world champion. I don't know. Close your eyes and pick, I guess. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys they say that if you like what you like, you know, line breeding. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if a line breeding would be better or outcross would it be better. I, you just don't never know until you do it. But and you're not you know, really. A big kennel keep a dog a lot of, uh, keep a lot of dogs kind of guy right you're kind of no, probably I more like I've me a one dog one. show i am you know i work so much man I, she she don't even get the time that she needs you know so if i had two dogs in a kennel you know it's just i don't have the time i know what you mean well another place that i've been trying to catch sage and i haven't uh checked in a while but you took sage to that gamo hunt um what was the the guy and gal that put that on there? It's, I don't know if it's on YouTube. Yet well, it's it's the uh, it's the Squirrel Master Classic. Uh, Jackie Bushman puts it on. I hunted with uh, Ralph and Vicky on the Choice. The Choice, yeah, uh, that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Danny Williams called me and uh, asked me if I'd like to go, which uh, you know I talked to him about it years ago and kind of forgot all about it to be honest with you, man. And uh, he texted me one day. Or, message me and he's like what are you doing you know and can you give me a call when you get a chance so i called him and uh he's like uh well you've been hunting a lot i'm like no man i've been working a lot i'm like wow what's going on what's on your mind he's like we need another dog up here at the classic i said well sign me up i'll be there i i enjoyed it and i hadn't got well i don't know maybe you shouldn't tell us people go watch it now and i haven't got to watch it so don't tell me if you want or not but did you kill very many squirrels we killed we I had to be up there by like eleven o'clock one day and uh we hunted that e they fed us and we hunted that evening. They uh give us a lodge to stay in and we went that morning you know, they fed us that morning and we went. So we hunted that evening in the morning and we killed uh thirty two squirrels, I believe it was. That sounds like a lot of fun. Me and uh Jared Hughes, he's got a cur dog named Bo Jangles. I hunted with him with uh Ralph and Binky. Did you keep score between Sage and Bojangles? No. Oh. No, we was, uh, we was running and gunning. <laughs> I was going to say 32 squirrels. Yeah, you probably were shooting a lot. You didn't have time to, to keep track, yeah. I imagine. I tell you what, I mean, they trade on some few trees together. They were split a lot, you know. That morning, we uh, dropped off at this one place, and then, uh, you know, I loaded up and went to another piece of property and, you know, let half the crew hunt with Bo and uh, half the crew hunt with Sage. You know, I kind of hit them with a different strategy, you know, instead of two dogs hunting one property, you know, you're wasting each dog's energy treeing on one tree when you could split them up, you know, and just go to one dog. 
I mean, other is that really just like bragging rights, squirrel master classic kind of thing? Or man, is, I tell you what, a, it's, it's 4-H. It's it's the 4-H kids mainly. You know, they take okay. the, uh, I guess the, the best, the high scoring, you know, the best grades on the 4-H kids, uh-huh. and they'll pick a few of those kids and they'll bring them to the squirrel master classic and. Uh, it's kind of to promote kids to go hunting, you know, and it's okay. good to have a dog, you know, they can talk and it don't bother that dog, you know, they can talk and have a good time and they ain't got to be quiet and kill squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. I look for it. I hadn't checked in a while, but I look for it there, um, on that choice YouTube channel. I hadn't seen it come up yet, but that's well, why it, I say. Don't... It, it aired, it aired on the, uh, the outdoor channel and the pursuit channel. I recorded it. Uh, a couple of my buddies watched it, but, uh, I don't think it's aired on YouTube yet. Well, don't ruin it for us yet. Give everybody a reason to go look for it. <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad show, man. It's, it's they they done a really good job on it. Well, Jamie, uh, I always try to get some kind of funny story on these things, so it can be about you or it can be about Vance if you want it to. But got any good funny stories to tell us? Or Sage? Uh, Daddy, Daddy was uh, pretty strict on us growing up. Uh, I tell you what, I wouldn't know what a squirrel dog was if, uh, you know, he had, daddy had rabbit dogs growing up, you know, when I was a kid, he would, uh, it'd be cold outside, or if I got tired of walking, I'd grab him on the back of the neck, he'd stick my feet down in his back pockets, you know, and that had to have my arms around his neck, he could still shoot, you know, when he was rabbit hunting, but uh, later on in life, he got some squirrel dogs, I had a old 83 Thunderbird, you know, I didn't have a truck or nothing, so. Heck, I'd load them dogs up in the trunk of that car. We'd drive down to a PBA somewhere and open up the trunk of that car. Well, one of them gets sick and throw up back there. <laughs> we'd cut them dogs loose and we'd hunt. And I'll be honest with you, you know, as a kid growing up, you really don't value, you know, how much fun that you have hunting with a dog. I worked with a guy, and uh, he was a plumber. He mentioned he had some dogs, and, you know, I wasn't in a place where i could have a dog right now and doing any justice i was still running around i wouldn't settle down yet a few years later i see him again and you know i'm married so uh he's mentioned he's got some pups i wound up getting into it and just never realized i would enjoy it like i do you know i used to be big into deer hunting used to love to be in the deer woods but if i go deer hunting anymore and see all them squirrels running around i just wish that i took my dog made a few trees <laughs> I can feel that pain. I've been feeling that for about four or three, four years now. It seems like I hadn't even cared if I killed a deer. Yeah, I've got I've got a uh, several nice deer on the wall, and you know, yeah, it's fun. You know, have a big deer come up on you, but it's also fun to walk to a dog that's tree. Well, let me let me tell this story real quick, and and, and it's kind of on Jamie, I guess. And I guess it's kind of a funny story, but. Then again, it, it, it talks to Jamie's dedication on these squirrel dogs. So when I first met Jamie, I guess we were at tree and feist days down in Corbin, and it's raining, and Jamie pulls up in this car. Oh, yeah. And so and it's raining, and he gets out and crawls underneath the car. I'm like, what's he doing? So I, I finally figured out. So Jamie would get in the car, start the car, set the parking brake, crawl underneath of it, to manually change the gears to drive or whatever. Then he'd get back in, take mercy break off and take off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pouring down. I know he had to been soaking wet, yeah. but he, he drove that car several times. I've seen him at hunts and he drove, he's dr- still driving the same car. 
did you ever fix that thing i didn't you know when it uh when it kicked over on me i hauled it to the scrap yard and done away with it but uh i had a truck here but it got a whole lot better gas mileage than my truck so i just drove that car everywhere i went well, i thought that was kind of funny but it does show jamie's dedication to i was gonna say that's going some real dedication I don't think I'd do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, that, that hunt he's talking about, I drew somebody. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Earl. I know it was a guy in a red Chevrolet truck. And he's like, man, is everything all right? I said, buddy, just let me put in gear. I said, I'll be right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie, we've got you on the phone late at night and do appreciate it. We, I don't know. I told Chad we were talking about an episode. You know, we're coming off the holidays and a, a full weekend of hunting and all that. And we didn't really have anything lined up. And I said, man, let's just talk to Jamie. Back-to-back tree and fight today's wins is, you know, that's pretty impressive when you look at the the caliber of dogs that were there and what you were up against. Um, and not only that, I mean, you high-scoring round, high-scoring dog all three rounds and and in dramatic fashion. I mean, you jumped out there with 1,100-plus after the first two casts, and that's why I said you had to be feeling a little bit comfortable. Oh, um, sure. Sure, anybody that would brought in that kind of score would. But Well, we do appreciate always- it. Again, uh, Congratulations to you, and uh, probably have you on again one of these days, I'm sure, if Sage keeps going at this rate. But I tell you what, you know, competition still, man. It's uh, like when I was running Jack, and we talk about it a lot, you know. I think the last three or four years, five tops competition, it's it's really, really gotten tough, I think. There's some some nice dogs out there. Well, and just you kind of being – just a, a working guy with a good dog we do get people that listen that are getting their their first pups or just getting into it or some of them may buy started dogs and then have questions um is there any kind of golden piece of advice you could give somebody that feels like they work too much to put time into a dog well man i tell you what uh uh correct me if i'm wrong chad is was it landon hinkle that uh when he didn't he run some part of the organization back you know, when in London, Kentucky, when we had some hunts over there, yeah, he was he was board member MFA there for a couple of years. Um, when I had Jack, for instance, you know, I'd see you know on the squirrel hunting pages, you know, the MFA or NFBA or you know when all of them was going or squirrel dogs or squirrel hunters unleashed, you know, when all of them was out, see these guys going to these comp- competition hunts and uh talk to somebody and be like hey man you're to you're to come to a hunt you know and you hear competition i mean i i killed a lot of squirrels with him but you hear competition and it kind of scares you to go if anybody is listening to this that's got a little dog all i can say is come try it you never know i mean you might have a great day like i did this weekend and win the whole thing you know if you've got a dog that'll go hunting and hold a tree until you get there you you're just as uh, you're, you you might win it just like me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I kind of learned that the same way too. You know, when I when I got a, my first pup from from Chad, and I told him, I said, "Oh, I just want a pleasure dog." You know, if it, if I ever thought it was that good, yeah, maybe I'll come to one of your hunts. Didn't have a, a clue, you know. And of course, now I'm addicted to mm-hmm. the stuff. But but I went and spectated a hunt, you know, and kind of watched the other dogs, and and that's exactly what I figured out. Is it really? I mean, there's high caliber dogs out there in in every registry, but you don't have to look at your dog and think, well, my dog isn't that dog in order to win because you never know until you go. Right. Like we said, all it takes is a, is a lucky break things to go your way and you can beat one of them high caliber dogs, you know, any day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, and I mean, just meeting people, man, just, 
you know, the guys there has got the same same thing that you've got. You know, they love dogs and they love squirrel hunting. You know, and it's just it's a great atmosphere. I love to talk about it. I love to do it. You know, my wife says when you're not squirrel hunting, you're squirrel hunting. That's what she tells me. <laughs> you know, because if I'm not out in the woods hunting my dog, I'm talking about it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> when you're not hunting, you're hunting. I like that. Yeah, that's what she tells me. Well, all right, Jamie. Yeah. We'll let you get to bed. Again, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for kind of... Well, y'all done, y'all done got me amped up now. I'm ready to talk for another 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely wanted to hit on Sage's success and get you on the phone. And, and you're always well, easy to talk to, it, good to talk to, fun to be around. So uh, we appreciate yeah, it, Jamie. You. Glad you came on and, and look forward to seeing you at the hunts. Yes, sir. Y'all take care and we'll see you on the next tree. Yes, sir. You too, mate. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.